Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host today, Kevin Pibus with True Cannabis, and I'll be filling in for Ryan Basor, who had to uh, step out for a, uh, a uh, an emergency, and he he'll be back next week. But he, he's he was very apologetic that he can't make the show, but uh, we'll do a good job of uh, of filling in today and, and making sure we cover all the bases. Uh, today is episode 89, and it's our fourth uh, segment of uh, Women's History Month that we're celebrating, and and we're honored today to have uh, Sarah Bernie on the show today from Blooming Botanicals. Sarah, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. It's you know, I've been a long time listener and I'm just really honored to be on the show. Awesome. Yeah, we're excited to, to have you on the show. Um, as we kind of talked in the beginning of the show, um, I haven't had a chance to meet you in person, but I've heard a lot of good things about you guys. And so um, I'm, I'm grateful to have you on the show and, and to learn some stuff about you. Um, also with me today is uh, my my co-host, the uh, very honorable uh, Tom Beller over at Relief Solutions. How you doing, buddy? Honorable. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing all right. Any day I get to speak with Sarah is a beautiful day. So, yeah, awesome. so uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I, I haven't had a chance to meet you, Sarah. So, why don't you uh, fill in the listeners and myself on uh, on blooming botanicals and uh, how you got into the industry and a little bit of background about yourself? Definitely loaded questions. Um, all right. So, blooming botanicals started as a CBD company um, about three years ago. So we. To backtrack from that, we were growers, so we were caregivers starting in 2009. Um, did that for a really long time. Actually tried to get a license um, in the licensed market. We were thinking of having our own provisioning center. Um, that didn't work out for various reasons. Uh, it takes a, you know, took a really long time, and we decided to pivot um, and start a CBD company, which I was really excited to do. I'm very into health. Um, what makes me chuckle sometimes is, you know, back in 2012, probably we grew some CBD strains and it's like we couldn't pay people to to take them. <laughs> you know, so we always, you know, looked at the plant as a very holistic thing and very medicinally and not everybody did. And then kind of this craze came back and we said, hey, well, we love this side of it, too. So we'll hop into that. So Blooming Botanicals was born. We did that for a couple of years and then we just um, entered the THC market last fall. So it's been a really fun ride so far. Congratulations on the move to the to the THC market. Um, how, how has the move been? Is it uh, what's the what's the trans transition been like? Were you working in the regulated market with CBD before you did go to THC? Yeah, we pretty much decided to focus on provisioning centers early on. So we already were in quite a few. Um, provisioning centers around the state, a couple other states, but mostly Michigan. So that transition's been good. We've already had, you know, some good relationships built. And um, I will say we launched in October. So right into Croptober, right into a recall. So I won't say it's been smooth sailing, <laughs> but we've learned a lot. And I mean, it's been fun the whole way. Like my husband and I run the company together. So we have fun every day. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit about the relationships you guys have built around the state. Um, like I said, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about you guys. And uh, word, word, word travels fast. You know, if 
if good or bad. And, and obviously the, the good is traveling around about you guys. So you're making, you know, good relationships, which Tom and I find ultra important, um, you know, especially being a small, small business operator trying to come up from the caregiver market. But um, talk to me about some of those relationships you've built and, and where you're at and how many stores maybe you're, you're in right now. Definitely. I think at this point we're in about 40 stores um, with CBD, a little bit less with THC. Um, and we already had a couple, you know, relationships from caregiver days, but it's funny because in the caregiver days, the whole point was like, don't let anyone know that you're doing this. So we had careers on the side and then we had this, you know, grow operation that we basically did at night after. and made some relationships of course but also just kept it so hush hush so we didn't have a ton of those relationships coming in um we've made a really good relationship with ryan of course and he kind of mentored us a little bit and you know helped us figure out a way to enter the market so we're really grateful to ryan and um we just love people we really do <laughs> everywhere we go we're kind of people collectors um we've always been really relationship based on you know well for one, Brian and I went to high school together. So we've been together for a really long time and just kind of collecting people all throughout our life and everything we do. And it's been no different with this industry. Um, some other people that have showed us the ropes a little bit, I've known um, Robin Schneider for a really long time. Her family knows my family. Um, and she's always a great advocate to have on your side. And I can ask her questions when anything comes up. Um, yeah, and just, kind of putting your guard down, going to the events, meeting people. Um, there's so many people that we love in the industry and meeting people that, there's not that many people that are couples in the industry, you know, so meeting people like Tom and Krista that are a couple that understand you ride the highs together, but you ride the lows together and it never turns off. I think all entrepreneurs know that it never turns off, but having both people in a relationship in it, it kind of his next level with that as well. So needing to have your people in your core that you can take, you know, problems and successes to that aren't necessarily just in the relationship are, are really great. Well, your family's been extremely, uh, you know, cannabis positive, as you'd say. And, you know, tell us a little bit about that and uh, how that kind of support has helped you guys kind of move through. Cause uh, but we have a very similar experience in our situation. So I always like to hear like when you have that kind of support, behind you what kind of doors open like you say you collect people and all that comes just from a general acceptance right and yeah. uh, i just like to hear a little bit about that yeah absolutely um i've always had a very cannabis positive family um i'm also you know the youngest of four so where my siblings are you know up to eight years older than me so i was around it a little bit younger than some maybe <laughs> but my whole family, you know, is very cannabis positive. My brother's a really amazing glass blower. Um, we've always been kind of, you know, encouraged to chase our passions and most importantly, not judged for what those passions are. Um, and, you know, women in cannabis, there's not that many women in cannabis. Every woman in my family is in cannabis in some capacity. So I think that that's really cool. We have each other. Um, and the whole women in cannabis thing is interesting, which I'm sure we'll get into, but having everyone I'm closest with in my family be in it, it just makes it like, of course women are in cannabis a little bit more <laughs> than it is for other people. Um, 
yeah, I just came from a really, I have a cool family. It's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, never telling us what to do, but supporting us every which way we go and believing in us. You know, when you say, hey, I'm going to start a cannabis company. Some people roll their eyes. Some people say, yeah, sure. We'll see what you can do. I mean, Brian and I have started a few companies. They haven't all worked out, but we've learned a lot from every single one of them. And even after quote unquote failing in a few, still having that support to really go out and make make our mark on the world, especially in an industry like this has been has been really, really pretty impressive. Well, have some having people nurturing your passion and everything and having women involved in cannabis and the nurturing nature of women, of course, and the fact that we are we are growing female plants that bring mm-hmm. that whole I don't know, synergy, if yeah. you know what I'm talking about. And uh, yes, it, that I think that kind of feeds together like the extremely successful people uh, in cannabis. Uh, I really feel like uh, our, our women, honestly, you have, if you don't have women on your side, um, you are, you're missing most of the battle because most of the things that we deal with and nurturing relationships and, and nurturing plants. And it's just, it's just all part of that whole, uh, that whole synergy with the plant. And it just blows my mind to think that, um, being a male dominated industry, you know, obviously coming from a guy, what's, you know, (laughs) but. I guess I was just making a statement. There was no question there. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I think, I mean, we go in and I don't grow anymore, but we did grow, you know, for a decade and I get to go in there and they're all female plants, you know, and you just get to be in that energy. And I know Tom and I had this conversation too, like what's the secret to growing? A lot of people, I think, in this industry believe it's throwing money at stuff. (laughs) And it's not. You know, it's loving the plants. We would go in there and just enjoy our time together, put on our favorite music. And it was just some of the happiest times. Hard work, like really, really hard work. And a lot of things can go wrong. But, you know, you just go in there and it's it's kind of just a vibe. You know, if you're loving the plants, they're going to love you back. So tell me a little bit about the THC strains that you guys have been bringing to market and everything. I'm, I'm curious. You were saying you're not doing a lot of the growing right now, and I do the same thing. That's our, my days are completely different than they used to be. But uh, um, yeah, tell us about tell us about that. Yeah. Yep. So right now we just have flower. Um, our kind of prized possession is our unicorn breath. So people people go nuts for the unicorn breath. Um, it's very, very cheesy. There's not a ton of cheesy strains that we have found on the market. So we can set ourselves apart in that way, which has been cool. Um, Malibu Mirage and Z Crasher have been really great. My favorite is Apple Fritter because I just like that energetic buzz. <laughs> and, you know, everyone has Apple Fritter, but there's a reason. It's amazing. It's, you know, things usually win that many awards when they're that great. <laughs> but I love yeah. that unicorn breath. It's that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's nice to f- smell that old cheesy dankness. Uh, I miss that. Definitely. Definitely. And we're excited, you know, we're planning to get into some more products. All of our CBD products are all herbally infused. So, you know, we come from a background of, of health and herbalism. So I wanted to create something different. Everything, you know, in the CBD industry is mostly white labeled. The same person's making the same product and people put a different label on it. So we custom formulate everything. And, you know, we add turmeric and black pepper and burdock, calendula, comfrey, like all these other herbs. So we really are excited to enter, you know, some of those products into the THC market as well and move beyond just flower 
and have a whole array of fun, healthy products. Yeah, Sarah, you know, I want, just wanted to touch on some of the things you, you had said. You know, um, I, I often joke with my, my daughter about the, uh, the secret ingredient being love when we, when we cook. You know, I always say, oh, this is really good. And I'm like, you know why? And she's like, why? And I'm like, because I use the secret ingredient. She's like, love? I'm like, yes. You, that's, it's always love is, is the secret ingredient. So I agree with you on that. Um, and it's, it's really awesome that, that you do have the, um, the family support that you have. Um, you know, I've had it kind of both ways. And in the beginning, my parents were real, little bit, um, you know, reluctant to accept the fact that I was actually a marijuana grower. You know, I've been doing this for almost 20 years and, and there were a lot of times when they'd call and be like, when are you going to get a job? And it's like, I have a job. Okay. I have a job just, but they've also came around a ton. And my mom is, is super supportive of everything I do. And it's, it's nice to have that support. I can only imagine having your whole family, uh, supporting you that, that that's got to make you, uh, feel really good. Um, and you also talked about, um, working with your husband, um, on the, on the product line. Um, you know, uh, I've, I've dabbled slightly in that, that sense and having my girlfriend come up and help on, on harvest and Tom might help maybe answer some of these questions too. Um, you know, what's it like working with, uh, your significant other? And what would your advice be to someone like me who's contemplating um, the decision to get her more involved in, in this side of the industry? Um, I think it's been very eye opening for her to come up and, and help harvest and see what we do on an everyday basis, because I think that most people that don't know about gardening think that we just sit around and smoke weed and watch plant, plants grow. But there's so much more to that. And I think that that's been eye opening for her. But I am uh, very hesitant of the thought of, like you had mentioned, never shutting off and being at home and still discussing work and and is that a good thing or is that a bad thing and, and what's your thoughts on that definitely um i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing all the time and i won't say that we have mastered the art of turning that off <laughs> um, and most of the time it's great most of the time we're really excited about new opportunities or you know the strains coming out but there are a lot of stressors too we love it and we've pretty much always you know worked together we've launched a couple I like a superfood business. We've been health coaches together and, you know, always caregivers together. So we've done this together for the last 12 or 13 years. So I don't really see another way. Um, I don't ever not want to work with Brian. Um, I think my advice would just be, you know, each person brings their own strengths. So being able to find those, there was a time that we did every single thing together and we kind of, you know, it was a startup. So there was a lot to do, but we decided, okay, you're really good at this. I'm really good at this. Let's divide and conquer. And I think that's been the best for us to just trust the other person. You know, it's both of our babies. We're going to do the best job that we can trust that that person's going to deliver and really figure out not only what are you good at, but what do you like to do? There's always yeah. going to be this job someone doesn't want to do. Um, Brian usually gets those. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say communication and delegation for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you talked about, um, you know, kind of uh, trusting and in, in, in defining roles and things like that. I think that's something that's very important is, is a business rule of thumb in general. If you have partners or, or anything, um, it's very difficult, I think, to be. Uh, to have too many chiefs or in, in one kitchen, is that what they say? Too many chefs in one kitchen, sorry. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, just having having too many say, uh, too many things. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just stumbling <laughs> here. But yeah, you know what I'm, it, it just, just 
too much input from uh, from everybody all the time. So um, I think that's that's very wise. Um, I did want to ask you about, um, you know, you'd mentioned earlier, this is uh, Women's History Month, and we wanted to talk a little bit about women in cannabis. And I've kind of um, posed this question to, to all of our guests over the, the last four episodes. And, and, and that really is, um, you know, it seems to me uh, that that the marijuana industry has been more inclusive to, to all people and, and and not just women, but just to, to people of, um, you know, of, of different sexual orientation or, or whatever it might be. If you have green hair, tattoos, nobody really cares. Right. Um, why do you think that is? Um, you, you know, is, is it my theory is, is that this is a new industry and this is actually the first opportunity that our society has had to prove had a chance to prove what we actually care about and that we are inclusive and that I think that old school thought has has tore apart some of the other industries and that continues that bad culture continues to thrive as as they try to make change but with this being a new industry we actually get to demonstrate that we actually do care about other people what what are your thoughts sir yeah I mean I think it is a very inclusive industry I think one piece of that is it's 2022 I think people are waking up to other people being different than them, whether they want to or not. I think that's happening, you know, everywhere. Um, I do think the industry is inclusive of women more so than other places in a way. And I also don't. Um, there's a lot of small companies that are really open to women and highlighting women. I mean, you guys are all highlighting women this whole month on the podcast, which is amazing. But when you look at the stats and we looked into a lot of this just when you know this month started and kind of looking into the facts there's still not women in executive roles so there's a lot of women when you walk into a dispensary you know there's a lot of women working as employees but i still would like to see more women in a you know a higher up role hi ryan (laughs) um so there's just not as many women in the exact roles and i think that that's a big issue in the industry um I think a lot of that comes back to, I don't know the exact stat, but it's really, really low of women that get funded. So women don't have the same opportunities as men. And I think the issue with that is a lot of these really big corporations that do fall into that old school mindset that you were talking about. I mean, they're coming in with no women and they're kind of bullying, as we all know, other people out of the industry, which is, I think, why women are you know, starting to be less and less in those exact roles. Yeah, it looks like uh, we, we've got Ryan back. Um, Sarah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think that you're right. And I think that we do need to see more inclusion in the executive roles. And uh, hopefully in time, we'll be able to see women advance through the ranks and get up to those positions and, and start to, to be more inclusive in that area. So um, I think you're right. But uh, yeah, Ryan, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? Are you feeling better? I'm feeling better. Yeah, I went, uh, went blind almost for a second. It was weird. So um, the show must go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, no. Uh, sorry, sorry to miss the beginning, and I'm, um, you know, I wanted uh, there's some things I really wanted to talk talk with Sarah about, so we had him back, and um, if, if I'm repeating myself, we can just stop. But I, um, you know, I met uh, Sarah and Brian, the, the owners of uh, Blooming Botanicals, um, a few years back, hit it off, and uh, um, you know, we're really uh, impressed with uh, their ability to build a brand and. Uh, you know, execute and uh, all the things that go with it uh you know we're in somewhat similar pretty similar situations as far as what we have to do every day so um but with that you know um you know sarah mentioned she's from Okemos, the area and but um 
you know, like you made it real uh, clear to me first time we met, just as far as I remember hearing that you've had some people close to you raided and it really affected your life. And how has that kind of played into what you're doing now and the mindset that you've had as uh, running, running your brand? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I was grateful to never be rated myself, but people really close to me did. And it was at a point that we were pretty stressed out, you know, having, keeping it a secret that we were caregivers, having full like careers outside of that, we were getting pretty burnt out. And then, you know, people really close to us got raided. Um, to be honest, I just kind of ran away. I decided to move to Costa Rica and see what the rest of the world had to offer me. <laughs> so I took a, took a little break from all of the police corruption, I'll say, that was happening. But coming back, I think all of us that were involved in that situation um, really bounced back in a big way and just said, you know what, we're not going to let this stop us. Nobody did anything wrong. No one ever got in trouble. And then we're going to go forward, you know, even faster and stronger and build something and hiding for so long and now having my job be, you know, putting, you know, weed out in the world on social media has been a transition, but I'm, I'm all about it, you know, and I'm going full force because we really, we really didn't do anything wrong. But for a while I felt like I did, you know, so I really had to like come to grips with that. I uh, know that's, um, I could tell, and, uh, you know, it was really sincere and, you know, um, you know, you guys even talk about party, um, which I, I remember when I, when I got raided, I was ready when, when I was like, when I'm done with all this, I'm never, I'm leaving the country and I'm never coming back. You know, I was, I was bitter for a bit. It took me, it took me a little while to get over that. Uh, um, but, um, I, uh, I'd love to hear, I actually talked with Brian earlier today we talked a little bit about the market and it's something, um, that, uh, it's ever changing in Michigan, uh, one week to another. And, um, you know, feels like there's, uh, an uptick, uh, kind of happening at the retail level. Maybe sales are picking up and consumers are spending, uh, more, uh, definitely felt like that in the last seven to 10 days, um, on my end, I was going to see what, what's happening with you guys. And then also, um, what's, if you want to give away any secrets, you don't have to, but what, uh, what's been your strategy for getting into new stores and, and how have you been doing that? Yeah, definitely. I'll say our strategy this entire time has been to be on the road. I mean, Brian and I have spent the last three years driving around, staying in each city for a few days, going into every dispensary in person. Some of them you get to meet the person that you're trying to meet. Some of them you don't, but you get a pulse on the situation. And you know, all winter long when things were really, really slow, we did the same thing. You know, we never stopped. We just kept going and you make relationships that way. And it's a, there's a lot of turnover in the market too. So you always kind of have to check back in on your people. Um, thankfully it is changing. And not only are people now buying a little bit more, but the energy is changing. You know, people are happy to get on the phone and talk to you. They're, they're not struggling so much, you know, they're like, okay, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and everyone's kind of excited for it to pick up and, and have fun with it again. I told them at the beginning, um, Kevin was asking about our transition into THC and I was like, well, we, I think we launched October 5th. So that was rough. 
and then the recall happened so that was rough <laughs> um so it's not really been smooth so this is the first time we really you know are coming in feeling like it's gonna it's gonna really pick up and change but we've had our cbd the whole time and that didn't really slow down too much um it's not the same market and there's not that many cbd companies in provision centers in michigan so at least you know we were able to to stay stay afloat and keep moving forward that way awesome do you guys do like your own marketing and your ideas and the photos and stuff like that um or is uh what, what's behind that because it's uh you know uh, it's not easy branding it's not easy being authentic you guys obviously do a great job at it and uh um you know i love watching all the other different marketing going on so was is that all you or are you guys getting help as well yeah i mean at the beginning it was definitely all us we have worn every hat in the company which has been a lot of work um now we have a team and we have an amazing team so we just brought on she's coming on full-time april 1st um someone that built our first website and she has helped me and been kind of my right hand woman this whole time so she's coming on full-time and we just hired you know office manager and a sales manager so we did a lot more than we probably should have for a long time because that's what it means to be an entrepreneur oh, yeah. and now and now we're getting a little bit of that reprieve and and building out a small but mighty team hey, yeah. sorry didn't mean to interrupt um give me a quick uh uh sales pitch on um on the the uh the cbd uh line that you guys have um i know that Anybody can go on Amazon and order hemp seed oil, uh, and and they don't. I don't think they understand the difference. I, I was reading about your your products and their full spectrum. Um, talk to me about the full spectrum products and what what makes them different than say CBD isolate that's brought over from China. Yeah, absolutely. So C uh, full spectrum CBD is just going to have you know every cannabinoid that the full plant has represented. So an isolate is just going to be the CBD molecule. Um, I've associated this with like orange juice before, you know, the full plant is going to be an orange, a distillate is going to be still an orange juice with the whole plant profile in it. And then an isolate is going to be more like a vitamin C capsule, you know, so which one of those do you want? I come from the health background, full, real whole food all the time. And I think it should be the same with our, um, you know, medicinal products that we're talking about with cannabis. So like I touched on before, most CBD on the market is white labeled. So there's a couple really big companies in the States that are making a lot of the product on the market. We've toured a lot of those labs. They're pretty, pretty fascinating. But every single product's the same, you know. The only thing differentiating is do you want cherry, peppermint, orange, you know, flavors. So we make everything in-house. So we make everything with other you know, herbs or oils or plant material that's going to make it more bioavailable in the body. So not just take CBD, but how can we make that CBD, you know, work better for you? So it's not about taking more and more and more and getting it stronger, but it's just making sure your body's absorbing it. Yeah. And, and from my understanding, you know, I was always taught that, that it's the entourage effect, you know, like we don't know all about all of the cannabinoids and what their exact effect is, but it seems to be that they are more effective when you have the terpenes and you do have the CBG and the CBN and all the other um, cannabinoids involved in, in, uh, in, in treatment for people. So, um, yeah, I think that's really cool that you guys are full spectrum and are doing it the right way. Absolutely. And not only, I mean, some of the 
you know, recent studies coming out is the entourage effect is obviously all of the cannabinoids working together, but adding in, you know, like black pepper. Black pepper will make your body absorb all nutrients, but especially cannabinoids. So just adding that makes it, a, you know, a product that people can get more bang for their buck. You know, they're going to get more out of it that way. And there's been a lot of studies with essential oils and other, you know, herbs that help that to skyrocket, just like the entourage effect. No, uh, Sarah, uh, I don't know if you've discussed this yet, and I apologize for, for being on late, but I know your background, uh, you've uh, ran other businesses, so you got a little training uh, uh, on just even the, the process of doing the steps. I know uh, every time I've done something, uh, whether I failed or the government took it away or moved on to something else, it was a learning experience. But you, uh, you're, you're um, also uh, licensed in yoga, massage, um, extensive and holistic uh, healing. And uh, I, I know you guys uh, experimented with, with some other, you know, health products before that. Um, what did that teach you and how would you use that information to, to you know, kind of do, do your, uh, your, your brand now? Yeah, absolutely. I think it taught me everything. Um, there is something to say about, you know, a lot of people say like fail and fail fast. Mm -hmm. um, that's a scary thing to go after, but you really do learn. You learn by failure. You learn by trying. You don't learn by sitting at home and reading a book. Most of the time you learn about going out and actually experiencing something. So yeah, we, you know, I've always liked health and helping people and how how to make people feel good why do people do the things that they do so I did you know the yoga trainings massage therapy um, mostly it was nutrition so an integrative health practitioner and Brian is as well um, just fascinated by we can make choices to feel good but why don't people and how can we help them get there um, and feel good doing it so we moved to Costa Rica. We started a superfood company that went okay for a minute, but not enough to sustain, you know, a career. So that taught me about compliance. That taught me about marketing your product. That taught me about, you know, working together with Brian. So we learned, we learned a lot. Mostly we learned how to fail and how to pivot, <laughs> which has been, I mean, crucial. It has taught us absolutely everything. Yeah, that's, uh, that's incredible. I, uh, I, I think I might need to talk to you or something like that on the health side of it. Uh, <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, it's always, a that's a, it's an awesome service. What, uh, what are you, uh, what are you thinking about for the future? Do you guys, do you want to talk? Uh, you know, you, do you guys do that as far as, you know, you have your one year goal or three year, five, do you have dreams of where you want to take Blooming Botanicals and then what, what side of it, or are you just, uh, um, kind of content to see what's, what's, what it's going to bring? Yeah. I mean, we do, we, we always dream big and we always pivot with those dreams a lot as well. <laughs> um, I've never been one to like, I don't want to be the biggest, I don't need to be the best and this industry has a lot of that a lot of i'm gonna be the biggest and the best i do want to be i want to you know give my best service of course i want to be the best i can be but um i'm content with we have this really beautiful team of five maybe that could grow by a couple but i don't want to bite off more than i can chew that's kind of been our that would be a big piece of advice i'd give people is 
sustainable steps. A lot of people dream really, really big and they get themselves into a, a hard situation when something like COVID happens, you know, but if you go sustainable steps, it, it takes time. Everyone hates that, but it does. Um, and if you're doing that slowly, you won't have too many stressors, which life should be about reducing those. Um, yeah, so our dreams for the future, I mean, make really good relationships, get some new partnerships, you know, um, maybe expand out of Michigan, um, Michigan through and through, but it'd be pretty cool to see, you know, how this industry evolves as a whole as well. And I think when I look at the other states, I do think Michigan's the coolest in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't know if other states will be as fun, but it would be fun to, you know, just make a little bit bigger of an impact. I like that, especially uh, when I was talking about Michigan's like a training ground, you know, uh, there's a few other states out there that are definitely training grounds too. But um, uh, I likened it. I was, uh, I was talking to um, someone yesterday and uh, likened it to almost like being in a state like Pennsylvania or Illinois or, or Florida. It's like almost having like, uh, you know, you don't have to, you, you just automatically make money. It's almost like getting, you know, uh, a trust fund, you know, every month where you, you never have to, you know, like get better or do things like that or, or even, you know, just an easy, um, easy way. So, um, yeah, I love it. I'd like to see Bloomin' Botanicals, uh, out on the road. Um, do you feel like, uh, in, in, in Michigan though, like as far as when you're selling, is it, is it definitely like a key point? Does it make the difference in the sale? The fact that you guys are, a local hemp uh, and CBD uh, company and uh, you know and can can talk about it that it's coming from here versus all the options that are out there definitely especially on the CBD side I mean everyone who's growing you know on the THC side not everyone's from Michigan but everyone is in Michigan and a lot of provisioning centers say they get upwards of 10 calls a day from CBD companies mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting so Sometimes we don't get the time of day until we might have to drop, you know, the knowledge that we've been caregivers since 2009 and then people, oh, okay, they kind of pick up their eyes. And the same thing happens with me being a woman. Sometimes I don't get the time of day and then Brian says, well, she's the CEO. And people say, oh, okay. And they kind of pick up that same way. <laughs> Maybe I should, you know, give her this, this time and actually listen to her. But um, I think it's definitely helped. It's definitely helped knowing that people like that were a couple as well and you know born and raised in michigan so definitely. yeah that's great i um you know I've, I've enjoyed following following uh found you guys since i since i uh, met you and really uh um excited to have you on the show i'm glad i made it back i think kevin's got one more question and then uh we'll wrap it up for the for the, for the week so, uh, Sarah, you know, being again that it's uh, Women's History Month, I've I've kind of tried to ask each and every one of our, our guests, um, you know, what would you what would you advise a young woman that's trying to get into industry um, that sees there being a lot of barriers? Um, what what advice would you give them on on getting their foot in the door and and uh, and 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 how could you help them in that sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think seeing a lot of the barriers for women and especially knowing a lot of those come back to finances, I would just say get creative. Women are very creative. Their minds think in a little bit of a different way. And I'd say run with that. There's a lot of people doing things the same. There's a lot of people doing things very corporate. Um, you don't have to fit into that mold and you don't have to do something 
the way someone else is because it seems to be working for them. Um, behind the scenes, we don't even know if things are working for other people all the time. They just make it look like it is, you know? So I'd say be creative and sustainable steps is my advice for everyone, one piece at a time. But if you have that idea that's a little bit weird or out there or different, um, it doesn't really matter what everyone else is saying or doing, I'd say go for it. And advice, something with listening to other people's advice too, is I'd say only take advice from someone who's doing what you want to do because there's a lot of advice out there <laughs> and if that person's not doing what you want to do let it roll off your shoulder you know yeah that's that's really good advice um i, I wanted uh, before we wrap up i wanted to let uh everyone get a chance to say goodbye and thanks and uh tom well just always lovely to speak with you look forward to seeing you guys soon and you know see what we got going on in 2022 and uh Keep doing what you're doing. Love you guys. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Kevin. Hey, Sarah, real quick. Um, give give all of our listeners, if they're looking to carry Blooming Botanicals at their shop, how, how can they get in touch with you? Um, and then, uh, yeah, it was it was really great having you on the show. Um, very interested in, in, in learning about you guys, uh, you guys today and your brand. And you guys really seem to have your stuff together. And, and like I said, it was an honor having you on the show today. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's an honor to be here. And I'd say the most fun place to get a hold of us would be Instagram because we have a lot of fun with our marketing. So we're at uh, Blooming Canna and Blooming Botanicals Hemp. Um, and then our website is also Blooming Botanicals Hemp. Um, there's a bunch of ways to contact us and our numbers and emails are on there as well. But if you're not following us online, we do a lot of fun stuff. So that'd be that'd be the spot. <laughs> Well, any uh, any final uh, final uh, world, words of wisdom for the listeners out there? Or? Hmm. I'd say do whatever makes your heart happy. There's you know there's a lot of people that aren't following their dreams because someone told them they can't. And we are in the industry of doing things kind of a little different, and I think it's always served me well. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Well, thank you for being on and just another great example of all the the immense you know talent we have in michigan whether it be women or fee or or men um you know but this has been great talking to to, to women like sarah and uh follow their company i'm i uh, i follow their marketing and try not to steal anything but uh um definitely uh you know keeping tabs on who's doing what and, and who's doing great and um, you know, brands that are authentic seem to be doing real well in Michigan, and uh, that's that's uh, what they got. So, thank you for being on, and uh, we'll see everybody again next week. Thank you so much. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncana.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.